Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Welcome to an emergency episode of Judd's Hockey Show. And you might be saying, why? What's going on, Judd? What's going on, Declan? Why are you guys having an emergency episode? Well, if you are asking that question, you clearly didn't watch the NHL last night. On Tuesday. October 29th, to be specific. Thank you very much, because we are recording on Wednesday morning, and it is the day after, truly the day after, the Wild lost uh, 6-3 to in Dallas. It's not the fact they lost, because they're not very good. It's how they lost, taking a 3 nothing lead until Dallas scored Declan late in the second period, and then they scored uh, five more goals, so six unanswered goals total, five goals in the third period. And um, I wanted to talk to you about this because I saw a lot of reaction on Twitter. I saw I saw angst. I saw people upset. I saw people mad at Boudreaux. And and I guess I don't understand what people are upset about. This is if you're going to be upset to me about what we saw in Dallas on Tuesday night, be upset about the fact that the stars for two periods didn't give a damn and then applied themselves in the final period. My explanation of this was this was. Big brother invites little little brother to play a pond hockey game. Yep, my brother did it all the time. And for two periods, big brother doesn't care, and he's goofing off, yep. and he's hungover from the day before, yep. and he's skating around and having fun, and little brother scores three goals. Little, I know this game. And little brother's like, oh my gosh, I might win this game. I might win this game. And the final period of that game comes around, and big brother laughs and smiles and says, now, son, I'm going to show you how this game is played. The speed of that game. So... My question to you is, am I missing something here? Is there a surprise about what transpired in the Wilds' loss last night in Dallas? A little surpri- I mean, a little surprised from the fact of I was convinced that with the way the Stars played through the first 30 minutes that this was Jim Montgomery's final game. Oh, I, I, I really thought he's canned. He, yep. Just the emotion on his face. Especially even during, I think there was a too many men right out the gate in the second, after he probably you know lacerated his team in the in the intermission. You could, I think you could even just reading his body language. You could tell. I think a fear was starting to set in with him. That I mean, and you know what? It's been frustrating. So obviously he, he's he's lost for words. But I honestly thought this was Montgomery's final game. And then they get a goal late. And then the third period. I mean, I don't know what it was. I, I have I've seen this in hockey before, but. You saw for 20 minutes in that final period what the stars should be. That's exactly who the stars should be. I, now, now, scoring six goals in 20 minutes is, is tough to do, or five goals. But that team has star power, it has speed, and it should be tilting the ice one way all the time. So that is the star team I expected them to be in the preseason. They haven't been that. But 
the Wild just capitalized, I think, on a very lazy Stars team for, for 35 minutes, and then the Stars woke up. I saw this on Saturday, and the Wild beat the Kings 5-1 to one at the X, in part because the Kings are terrible. But the thing that I saw in, in the third period, and if I was a Stars fan, this would drive me absolutely crazy. And at one time, of course, I was a Stars fan. I was a North Stars fan. So uh, what would drive me crazy is the speed, though. It's not comparable. Like the 2019 Wild, so post game, and th- this has been a problem in a lot of the Wild's losses so far, Declan. But post game, the question was, you guys turned over the puck, and then the answer is, yeah, we can't do that. Okay, let me give you this theory about that statement. Okay, they had no choice, and by they, I mean the Wild. There's nothing they could do. They're too slow. Like Dallas, this is again to, uh, to come back to the. To come back to the little brother, big brother analogy, the big brother just took the puck from them. Yeah. Like, this is not a, oh, Dumba made a really dumb play there, and that cost you the game. Or, or you know, Brodeen made just a boneheaded play there. There were three own goals scored by the Wild because speed-wise, they were just abused. So I don't see the way around this. Like, this is not, if this was 2005... 2004, 2003, if this was the Jacques Lemaire trade, no, yeah. I'm dead serious. Yep. Then you could go grab Dallas, you could throw them down, you could pin them, and they can't move, and they're faster than you, but you nullify Trap that. Trap, Trap them. Yep. Yeah, left wing lock. Yep. Okay, great old terms. Terrible game. But so the whole thing of, well, we just can't turn over the puck like that, Declan, that's not realistic. You're not good enough not to do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's the thinking? If the only reason that this team blanked the Oilers at the X a couple weeks ago is because the Oilers no-showed the game. If the Oilers had applied themselves in the third period, same thing happens. Yeah. So I don't understand this whole, well, if we had just tried harder, you're not good enough. If you did, it wouldn't have mattered. You right. would have been abused, and the puck, is ta- the puck is being taken from you by superior athletes. Yeah. So this is where I'm confused by this whole attempt to make a narrative out of something when it really should be, well, we're just not that good. Right. And poor Alex Stalock, too. I mean, I I, I feel awful for the guy. He he was great for 35 minutes. And you know what? Three of those goals by the Stars, you know, were kind of own goals in a way. And uh, they kind of went off their own, the wild players into the other net. But uh, Dubnik will obviously get the rebound on on the Wednesday start uh, as we record today. But... I felt I felt bad for Alex Stalock. I really did. Um, the the whole third period was spent in that defensive zone, and when you have a team like the Stars, who has the star power and and the ability to drive possession and and be fast and be the team that they're supposed to be, I think this game was really a wake up call for Dallas. Maybe this is the game that things get turned around. I don't know. It's one period, but the Wild. I mean, that was that's who they were. They they got a couple goals early. They capitalized on a, on a nice start. Dallas though was sleepwalking. Dallas slept walk wow. through 35 minutes, and, yeah. and the Wild, like any other team, slower and fast, we're going to be able to pop in some goals. And it's pretty hilarious that, you know, Jason Zucker and Eric Stahl, who are looking like they're maybe turning a corner here, they're now up to four goals on the year. And then in the third period, Zucker, that turnover, he should be credited with a, an assist on one of those goals in Dallas, like to Dallas. So Oh, that, yes. He, yeah, threw where the he right. literally threw the puck. Yes. He should have the primary assist for that goal. Um, yes. But... That this is who they are. This is this is who the Wild are. They're they're not a very talented team. Once you look, and this would have been a fourth win in five games. Maybe you could. There might be people thinking, "Oh, we're changing the narrative." You know, we got off to only one win in eight games, and now here we go. And you even heard Lapanta say on the broadcast 
Boudreaux said, if we can get to 9-9 nine and nine at 18 games in and then our home schedule kicks in and now it's a new ball game, I'm sorry, Bruce. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you're going to still be significantly behind the eight ball by the time Thanksgiving rolls around and more of your home games are being played. And and this is a mercy of the schedule. I get it. It stinks. But it's that's hockey, man. This is the league. You're, you're, if you're playing away from home, you don't, you don't even have the team to counteract that. So no, it's, no. It's, this is where you are, man. You're stuck. And, and as teams pick up speed, too, and it, the season progresses, those home games get more difficult. Oh, yeah. Like you're just slow. And That, that yeah. game against the Kings right. almost had me crying because it so reminded me of my youth of watching the North Stars and guys like Harry Snaps and Willie Plett play the Red Wings or teams like that. That's how slow that game was. And there was no... The great thing about the sport now, I think, is there is a gear. So, like, you can go from ah, sort of in first gear, second gear to what Dallas did third period, which is bang. I'm in. I'm. I'm in a gear that the really good teams in 2019 can get to, but teams like the Wild can't. So, I think as we get as we progress to, and teams like the Oilers continue to improve, and they're all already good, and they definitely no showed that game here. I think when you get to March against them. And you're at home, guess what? They're going to come in and not every time, but way more be like, okay, now it's time to play. And not to give a little reality check to Bruce Boudreaux, because again, I, I respect him like crazy and I think he's the best coach for the job. But, you know, the Wild last year won seven of their first eight home games. They got off to actually a, a nice start on the season. They won their home games. And then at about Christmas time, kind of like around uh, when Matt Dumba got injured, yep. they won what? Like, seven home games the rest of the way. I mean, they had the worst home record in the league last season after being probably the most dominant home team in the NHL for years prior. So this is, you're stuck with this squad. And now I would hopefully, and you know, people are sick of this because you, because in hockey, you got to reward. It's an honor system. Um, play your kids, get Fiala back in the lineup, get Eck up on the top six role, get Cunning and Greenway playing more. And, and I know that, you know, Greenway didn't look very good last night either, but and Donato, it doesn't. And look Donato very good. is. And Donato, but you've got to find out what you have. I, I'm totally with he's you. He's playing six minutes a game. But what you're saying makes. I know what you're saying. If you're a Wild fan and think, "Oh boy, but can't they make the playoffs?" My response to you is, "No, they shouldn't." And what you're saying is exactly. Is right. Ryan Donato seriously that bad that he can only you play find, six minutes? But you've a got game. to find out with more minutes. Yeah. I, Fiala has to play. I'm, this whole no. Fiala thing is driving me crazy, too. Right. I'm with you. And I, I, when I look at guys like Fiala and Donato, and I've seen glimpses of a guy, and, and especially guys who have shots and who have playmaking ability, Donato and Fiala, yep. give them the opportunity to showcase that. And what's the flip side of who do you want to, who are you playing who you're saying to yourself has to play right now? Ryan That's Hartman and Marcus Foligno. And they're, and they're, they look, they've been really good. They've been really sound players. And I was just on the podcast last recording saying how much I've loved Ryan Hartman so far. But, Look, let's let's get the kids an opportunity to play well, here. And here's the problem too. Zuccarello is a piece on a good team. Yeah. Like this makes yes. no this the more I watch him and I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's not a bad player, okay? But the more I watch him, this just makes no sense. Yeah. Like why why are you parade and I there's nothing you can do right now unless he could waive his no trade. But there's nothing that you can do right now about it, but him playing I'm just at a loss, and I'm at a loss. And, okay, Zucker, you know what he can do. The one guy I'm thrilled about right now, just personally, I'm, I'm glad he's playing well for him because he looks so bad, is Stahl. Because if you're Garen, you've got to be on the phone. Right. You've got to be saying, this guy can help. Because, again, you've got guys that can help teams who are contenders and teams that need third-line guys. 
Um, but your premise is a thousand percent right, and I've been saying this too. You've got to play the kids because what good does last night do you? The only good it does it does is how did the kids respond? What did they do? How did they come back tonight? This is all about to me exploration of where of what they do. I don't care what the veterans do. Right. I had them. They've been been on this team for a long time. It's not going to change. Just judging by how Matt Zuccarello carries himself and his comments, and he and and I'm very I'm not denying it. I I think it's great that he's very outright with how he plays and his performance. I think he is a guy who might, if this continues to go in the tank by February, he says, you know what, fine, I'll waive this, get me out of here. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Contract is I don't question. know. That's a, that's con- a great question. He got a real favorable contract, and no one else would give him the extra year. But like we just said, he is a guy who can contribute. Sure, and he's and he he could actually go somewhere and still be successful. He's stuck here. Yeah, he he saw the money here. He saw a GM who, for whatever reason, gave him the money he wanted, and and he and he and he came about. But I, I really think he might be the guy that says, I have one says thing see you. I have one more thing before we wrap up here to add that. Another bad team, the Chicago Blackhawks are doing, but it makes perfect sense. Okay, Brett Seabrook, the veteran defenseman, longtime yeah. core guy, has now been scratched two consecutive games. He's not happy, but he is a healthy scratch. Okay, that's a great move. That's a great move. And if if they can move him, I don't know what his contractual status is, but that's what this team this team needs to be looking at ways not to say. Let's motivate Fiala by scratching him. They look to be say they need to be saying how do we get him. Uh, a top six job to tonight, and if we have to scratch a veteran, okay, we're fine with that. I'll counter that with an even better point. Nikita Gusev in New Jersey, oh, I saw healthy scratch yesterday. Yeah, what's going on there? I he I think I hate stereotype, but he's not a very good skater. I don't think, okay. and he's not a very defensive sound player. He has got three goals. He's got a howitzer. He's like any other Russian. I'll be honest. That's 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 the Russian hockey player in a nutshell. He's twenty seven. He's from Russia. I believe he only signed that one-year deal. Um, he was the with, kid who was New Vegas' Jersey. rights, correct? Yep. And then they lapsed, and he signed with the, or went to you New You know Jersey. what? I, I know we just talked about how, why would Gil Guerin want to trade the young players, and why are they on the block? This would be the kind of guy that I would be, if it was a straight-up hockey trade, I'm entertaining it. I'm very much entertaining it because it's going to help with Kaprizov. It's going to help with something else. I would be very tempted to take a flyer on this guy. He's 27. At this point in time, yeah, he's a, he's a little older, but but why not? The howitzer is there. I and and you are trying to embrace the Kaprizov to come over here. Absolutely. So get more of him over here. I, I'm serious. Make it happen. Well, and if you can get guys who can score in 2019, you yeah. get guys who can score. Exactly. This, that's what this team needs. Exactly. But I just I would say this: don't be afraid to scratch veteran players. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. What good? The, there's no win where you're going to say this changes everything. Mm-hmm. And watching that, if you don't take away from that third period last night how dire this situation is, I don't know what you can see that's going to lead you to believe that this is really bad right now. Yeah, this is a bad team. They got skated around. Oh, yeah. They got treated like they were five years old, and they were playing a 12-year-old kid. Yep. This was, this was a men's league team. This yeah. Is, this it was. And it's what I saw Saturday. It's yeah. just that the Kings can't skate either. Yeah, the Kings were even worse. So, yeah. All right, so that is an emergency episode of uh, Judd's Hockey Podcast off the fact that the Dallas Stars rallied with, uh, what, six unanswered goals last night, Declan, to beat the Wild. Uh, We are done back uh, next week. Yes, sir. Uh, For the podcast listeners, whether you're on Apple or Spotify, five-star review would be great. Are you mandating it? Uh, I would prefer a five-star review if you really want to be a one or two-star. I'm asking. It really will help out Judd and I. I'm not begging. I'm not begging. 
Because we want to move up these podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I don't want to be a healthy scratch. I'm ready a healthy scratch here on the on-air lineup. So, so please give this a five-star review. That's all I'm saying. All right. We're done. There's nothing like watching wild hockey live and in person at XL Energy Center. The sound of the puck on the boards, the excitement of the stands, and fans cheering on their favorite hockey team. Tickets remain for 2019-2020 home games, including special ticket packs that include unique experiences or merchandise. For the best ticket locations, check out wild.com backslash ticks. That's wild.com backslash T-I-X. There's nothing like it. Wild hockey. We'll see you at the X.